foundational thing um but then you know also i think they get in, involved at least from a male's perspective we get involved for different things that we um, see as value in the relationship i think we see those things differently what do you, you mean know, by that? i can go well you know i can go cliche i can say well you know women want you know protection and someone who's dependable and a provider and men want someone who's a good nurturer and can take care of them. And I think all of those cliche things are, you know, on a general basis, accurate. Um, maybe in the more modern, they're not as um, evident or clear as they used to be once upon a time, you know, because everybody yeah, can buy I, a security system for their house, you know, so. Exactly. I agree on that. Having a man for yeah, security isn't exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> But, you know, I don't think the security is, um, I don't think the security is about protection. I think it's secure that, you know, you're there. You're there for me. You have, at least for me it is. You're there for me. You have my back. You know, I don't have to worry because I'm safe with you. That, that's the kind of security I'm thinking about. Because, you know, like you said, you can buy a security system. We can get a gun. Yeah, I want you to protect me. But I also want to know that me, my emotions, and my feelings are safe in your hands and my heart. Right. I think that the timing for people can be off, and that's where the difficulties come into relationships, when people want it and at what time. And I think that for men, and Randolph, you could correct me if I'm wrong, men's timing is based on they have the ability to do things that women can't do past a certain time. And when I'm talking about 
that I'm talking about like procreation. So for a woman, there's a clock. There's this this thing that we don't want to uh, we don't want to always bring into the picture, but there's this clock that 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 is presented, and that there are certain things that we would like to do by a certain time. Whereas a man, their timing is a little different because they know they can always do that at a later date with a younger person. So the timing may be off sometimes, and that's what when people want things, they may want things that they wanted at different times. Okay. Yeah, I, agree I agree with Leslie. I think, you know, the last time I checked, the divorce rate was 50% still for marriages. So I think a lot of people get married because they feel pressure, whether it's a biological clock, whether it's all their homeboys or their buddies are getting married and they're feeling left out. And so going back to what um, Randall said, you know, people feel pressure. They they think they're getting married for these values. You know, they think that it's going to work out. And so people, the, the sanctity of marriage, I don't know if it's what it used to be. It definitely isn't because we've evolved as a people. I don't think people think marriage is even necessary anymore. You know, I, I, I hear people all the time, well, what do I need to pay before? You know, I like my relationship just the way it is. We live together. We share our bills. He loves me. I love him. We have a kid. What do I need the marriage for? I think people still need- want to be married. I think that there's, there's a want out there. I think that it, it, it depends on the person. And then if, if, if you're in a relationship and, and I don't know, because like I said, I've been married for 100 years. But if you're in a relationship and one person is not even talking marriage, but they're okay with all the comforts of the relationship, then it's that timing thing again. Because he's getting or she's getting the milk and she's not or he's not interested in purchasing that cow. So for those people that are in those kind of situations, you got to really check what, what, what are you willing to sacrifice in your life? You're in this relationship with somebody that's not even touching the word marriage. I think people want to be married. They want to be in these relationships, but then you have somebody that doesn't, doesn't support it or is not ready for it and, and thinks that this will all come along at a different time. But if you're in, if you're in a committed relationship with somebody and you're doing all the things, but be married, get out of that. So back to the original question, men and women, you think want the same thing. They want the companion. They want somebody to be in love with. They want somebody to make love to. They want all of that. You think they want the same thing. Or you think it's a little bit different for guys on some level and a little bit different for women on another level. Anybody? I think everybody wants to be in, everybody wants a relationship in some capacity. It's the it's how much you're willing to give of yourself at that given moment. I think that people don't tap into how much this is really going to, you know, cost them. If you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. there's a there's an opportunity cost because part of that relationship, you're giving up some of the things that you love, some of the things that you you know, been doing in the past to be in this relationship with somebody who either doesn't appreciate it or, you know, doesn't allow for time for the relationship. So you're giving up something. You're giving up a lot. So I don't think it's a man or a woman thing. I think it's based on 
what people are willing to compromise with or for at that given moment in their life. I don't think a man wants a relationship any, any more than a woman does. It's what they're willing to share at that given moment. Not, not who wants it more, but what are you looking for out of it? I know, like what I said before, I'm looking for the security, not necessarily financially, but I do want to know that, you know, you can take care financially. But I want the security, knowing that my man is there. He's got my back. He's going to be there all the time. He and I will come together and develop closeness through lovemaking. And that's my partner. We do stuff together. We travel together. We go places. We, you know, we, we're in it together, building and building and building. That's what I know I want. And when I talk to other women just in general, it seems that women pretty much want the same thing. So, Randolph, I'm going to bring it to you. What do guys want out of a relationship, a marriage, or, or a committed relationship? Well, in my experience, I think guys want the same thing. All of those things that yeah. you listed, I, I don't have a single male friend that um, married or single that does not desire those things, you know. And the ones that are married and have stayed married at their core, you know, even us guys chatting about the things that, that, that maybe frustrate them in their marriages at their core you know, that's what they're there for, right? They have that one person that they can confide in, that they have built something with, that they have um, even built a, a a past and, of course, still a future with and, and have had kids with. Mm -hmm. So I really think at the core, we all want the same thing. I think where we tend to, where things tend to fall apart, and I'm going to take, I'm going to piggyback on, on Leslie's point about timing and use a slightly different word. And I think where things fall apart is execution of the relationship, not necessarily timing mm. or purely timing. I would say execution. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times men go into a relationship, marriage or any kind of committed relationship in their mind thinking it should be executed or I want to execute it in X way. And women go into it thinking, well, I want to execute it Y way. And you're right, Leslie. In some cases, there's lots of opportunity costs, right? People are expected to stop living certain lives. And now, because they're in a particular type of relationship, they're supposed to live a whole different type of life. Sometimes that's understood. That's consensual. People discuss it. And sometimes people just make that broad assumption. And one person goes into the relationship not really changing much of what they do. And the other person's like, what the heck is going on? Like, everything's wrong right, and right. bad now because the person didn't change, right? But no one ever had a conversation about it, like a sit down, okay, now when we make this commitment or you agree you're my man, I expect you to not be out every Friday night or if you're going to be out, be in by this hour or whatever the situation is, right? Whatever the compromise is that was also mentioned. Um, so I think really where it falls apart is an execution, like with all human institutions, it's always execution, execution, execution. Well, you said something that in your sense. statement that has, yes, completely good sense, that has my interest peaked. You said, what okay. guys talk about when we sit around? Hmm. So what do guys talk about when you sit around talking about relationships and marriages? Well, you know, mostly we don't. No, you don't. I, 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 you know, no, I, you know what? It's, I have a very unique group of friends that I'm very proud to have. And we do have that one rule. We don't really, 
they talk general frustration points, maybe about spending or maybe about, she said she was going to commit to doing something, then changed her mind, but never said anything to him. And, you know, he's like, I wouldn't have had a problem with it, but, you know, I went on a month, two months thinking she was still going to do X and she had to change her mind and decided she didn't even mention it to like, again, but that's the communication thing, right? It's these, Right, right. What I found with my friends, yeah, it's kind of these broad, they sound cliche, but, you know, what is what is the saying about if you don't nail the little thing, you'll never be able to take care of the big thing? Um, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, my group of friends, we don't flat, you know, they're not like flat out, man, my wife did X today, or man, my wife did this today. It's really more of a general, um, which I actually really like and respect about them because I have never heard any of my guy friends say a negative thing about their wife, like directly, like, man, right, she right. is awful at this or that. It's just more like, Oh, I wish she would not have to go to target every day after work. Like I'm, I got like an <laughs> alert on the bank card cause I'm monitoring. <laughs> she something like it's a little, you know, it's a little stuff like that, but it's not, there's nothing no. wrong with a little trip to Target every once in a while, every day. Right, right, right. And that, and that one homeboy of mine, he's like that. He's, he should have been an accountant. He isn't, but he should have been because he counts every penny. So, you know, some of it is him, some of it is her, right? But, you know, it's, we, we don't have, I, uh, like I said, I'm lucky enough. So I still, being one of the last single um, men in my group, still have a very optimistic view about marriage. When I do have friends who tell me they're getting married, they finally decided I congratulate them and I'm genuinely happy for them because my circle of guy friends, although ironically they always tell me don't get married, they never really speak directly (laughs) negatively about marriage, which I tell them is so confusing. I'm like, guys, you realize that's confusing, right? (laughs) Well, I don't, you know, I can't say what men say in their circles. I can only say what my husband brings back to me. And I don't think that men do a lot of sharing and and soul searching and and hitting on those deep issues when they're together. I think they talk about surface stuff. And then like Randolph said, if you have a good group of people, maybe men open up a little more, but I don't think that's what men do. And that's where I think a lot of frustration comes what comes from for men because they don't have an outlet per se, unless they really have a real good group of people that they trust. And right. then, they, and then they can't come home to that same spouse that they want to complain about because she's the person that they want to complain about. So sometimes right. I think that's where the frustration comes from because I don't think men really do share like women do. Like, you know, I'll go in like, you know what he did? And I, I cause I need to get it off my chest, but I don't know if my husband has that same outlet with his friends. I mean, I don't know if I got yeah, it, it, I think. Well, you know, we, we talk with, and now my guy friends too, my circle is still, like I said, I've known since high school and earlier. So we've had some, you know, some deep conversations. I, we got a group text, you know, y'all need to pray for me. You know, he had gotten caught doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing or with some woman or something. And we had to get on the phone and have a group conversation. So we had talking down, you know, all of that, blah, blah, blah. And so we do have some deep conversations. We've talked about those of us who struggle with depression in our group, and, you know, and how we've gotten past it. So we have deep discussions. Um, what I'm saying is I have a lot of guy friends who aren't kind of the typical, they're always complaining about marriage. Like they committed to something 
and they're in it. And by nature, we're guys, so we're not like constantly sharing our feelings. Our frustration right, right. is around execution, not our feelings. It's not, man, she said something the other day, and I don't know how to take that. You know, it's not, it's not that. You know, it's like, I wish she would quit doing X, or I wish she would just communicate X when she has changed her mind. You know, mm-hmm. and like, for example, I got a buddy. I can remember ever since we first started talking about dating and relationships at 12 and 13, he said there was no way he could be married to a person who didn't work. His, his wife do not work. When he met her, she was working. But he do very well, and she quit working. And, and his only complaint, I've never thrown it in his face, his only complaint was, well, when she decided, because they move a lot, he moves like every three years because of the type of job mm-hmm. that he does. So she always, but right. she does like social work. So she can always get a job wherever she goes, right? She does social work and stuff. So his thing is, when she decided she just never wanted to go back to work, after like the second time they moved, she just quit looking. She wasn't even trying to look for a job. His, his number one complaint was, I wish she had just said something to me. Right. And that's my Instead point. Instead of like, making I up her own mind. Right. Instead of just making up her mind and then not communicating it. Like, I'm just going to be at home every day. And so, you know, I took that in two ways, right? I, was, I thought, wow, you know, there's a guy from the moment I've ever known him to talk about, and we've known each other since we were three. And whenever, from the day we were ever interested in girls and talking about relationships, he always said he couldn't have a wife that didn't work. But he done got married, and I guess he's changed his mind. You know, he's willing to support that. So I figured, okay, cool. He's grown. And I mean, he hasn't mentioned it since. He was like, that was, that was the one thing. He was like, I wish she had just said to me, you know, because I'm thinking she's still looking for a job. So he's coming home, you know, every other day or whatever, had a job service. You know, he's still asking about it. He's like, man, I can just I quit asking her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's the I kind of stuff I think men do complain about. I guess if you're you say a woman that? and you have to, if you have to move every two and three years, that job search is tiresome. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think he agrees. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he agrees to that. Like I said, he, over he's definitely mature. Mm-hmm. Right. New circle of friends, new circle of co-workers, got to learn a new vibe. I get it, you know. Yeah, that's so I think, you know, back, yeah, back to that, I don't, I don't think we really get, we don't get into our emotions or our feelings until either one of us brings it up or something, you know, very traumatic happens that, you know, we feel like it might be life-changing, you know. Guys, friend, just, uh, you know, we just got it done. We're going to get, if they're in a rough patch or whatever, something's going on, they're not going to really talk about it. They just want to get through it and, like you said, execute through it as opposed to a woman who wants to identify every feeling um, right. that she has about it and talk about it. So, and yeah, guys just want to get to it. Yeah, we just, we want to solve it. We want to try and move on. And not that we aren't emotionally anguished over it now. It's just, I don't know. That's not the thing we seek to fix first. Most guys, I don't want to claim on because a lot of guys are really into their feelings and in touch with their feelings. Right, right. Most guys are like, let me solve the problem. If I solve the problem that's causing my feelings to be this way, then my feelings will, will change too. But women want to analyze, yeah, the problems and the outcome and their feelings, and you know they get a little bit deeper and the with possible it. outcomes. And if I do this, what will happen right. if I do that? We we want to really go right. in hard and analyze. 
Not only do we right. want to go in, I have a secret for you. We want to see you cry. We want to know you hurt. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. We want to see the emotion. We, right? we don't want to hear it. We want to see it. If, if, we, if we're in a battle, something happened, and I came with my best love, whatever it is, I want to know I hurt you. If we broke up or if, if we're not getting along and we, you know, things have changed in a dynamic, I want to know you can't live without me. I want to see that. And men don't give that up. They don't give that up. That's why women are always running around. I want closure. I want to know, what, you know what's going on. He's closed. There's no need for it. He's closed. He's done. But we're waiting for it. We want to know that something hurt him. He was touched by it. We want to have a discussion. Men don't do that. They don't do that. But we want to know you got hurt. So what do you, Randall, what are guys, do they just cut you off? They go ghost on you? Is that really the best way to end something? Or it, I think it depends on the relationship, what kind of relationship you were in and how long you were together. Just to just end, I think it's horrifying. Well, I'm going to be honest here. I, well, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. And I, I have a couple of different perspectives on these things, even about, um, you know, how you engage in marriage or, or maybe what I'll call a more open perspective. Right. So I think <laughs> there are no rules in a breakup per se, right? Uh-oh. If you're breaking, if you're breaking up with someone, and I mean, if it's the female breaking up with the guy or the guy breaking up with the female, it's self-preservation. So if it's easier for you to just cut that person off and never talk to them again, and you don't need closure and you just want to move on, it's self-preservation. I'm moving on. I don't owe you any, why do I owe you anything if I'm moving on from you? And I mean that for women who are trying to leave a man too. Like you don't owe anybody because you're trying to move on. Like I, I don't, I never understood that. Now, if you're trying to get together and you're trying to build any kind of relationship, whether it's a friendship or any kind of intimate relationship, yeah, there's some rules. You need to be honest. You should be straightforward. You should be yourself, blah, 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 blah. But once we've decided, once any one of the two people have decided this ain't working for me, I'm breaking camp. They don't owe the other person any, I don't think, unless you're already married, of course, you're, if you've made a <laughs> solid like legal commitment, obviously, you can't just walk away. But if you're dating, I don't know if you really owe anybody really anything other than, hey, I'm out of here. You have to at least let I hope know. all the women no? listening are hearing this. They don't owe you yeah. anything. No, and yeah, I don't think the women owe you anything. I want to move on. What, Terry? Say that again, Terry. No, I said I'm glad you added the part at the end, unless you're married, because there's different rules for breaking up when there's a marriage. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any woman can really understand it. It's, the comment is, you know, kind of blowing my mind, too. But it makes sense from a man's perspective. And some women are that way, too. They're just kind of like, you know, I'm done. I don't need to continue this, and I'm moving on, and we don't need to be friends. See ya. Um, But not everybody is that way. A lot of people do want to understand the reasons why or what did I do wrong and, you know, why can't we try again? Yeah, some people do go through that. I've been through that. I've been through that. Let's take five minutes, okay? This is Love Talk. Love Talk for everyday people. We'll be back in five.
Welcome back. This is Love Talk. Love Talk for Everyday People. In our first segment, we were talking about marriage and relationships and what men and women want from these relationships. And this segment, we're going to talk about celibacy and sex. So, have any of my guests or co-hosts um, been celibate for any lengthy periods of time? I have not. Okay, I'm going to need you to define lengthy. I don't, I'm not even going to answer until I hear lengthy. <laughs> What's what's lengthy? What's that's an objective term. That's not subjective. I mean, that's okay. That is I'm going to say six months, six months or more. Oh no, no, no! no, I, no I, I don't haven't. have any experience there, Tracy. Wow. Now, now, do you mean in you do mean intentional, right? Not like you were really trying. Yes, to intentional. So you know, let's, let's take length out of it. Let's take length out of it then, since nobody has any lengthy time except for me. Um, let's talk about a choice to be celibate for whatever reason, to heal thyself or to find the right person or just, you know, this, uh, distraction at the moment. Me, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you about me. I was celibate while I raised my kids for a long time. You ready? You ready for the number? Are you ready? Go ahead. 13. 13 years. Wow. While I raised my kids. Very long time. Very long time. But um, I was of the mindset that my kids were most important. And I didn't want to have all of these people or other men around my kids. I just wanted them to know their father and their mother and not what Leslie was saying a couple of weeks ago, uncle, uncle this one and uncle that one. So that was the choice for me. Uncle daddy, yeah. That was a choice. Anybody else have any length of time that they went? Um, yeah, so I remember when I when I met my husband, I was nineteen. So no, I don't know what that is. I don't know. I mean, there's been dry spells in the marriage, but it wasn't something like oh, it wasn't a choice. Doing this, you know what? You know, but I, no, I can't speak to that. I know people who have done it. I know people that do it. Um, it goes hand in hand with their beliefs in terms of mm-hmm. if they're not in a relationship and, right. you know, based on finding the right person and their spiritual beliefs that they decide to go celebrate. So, um, I know people have done it. So I'm yeah, going to go gonna... put, put an extreme curveball on this conversation. Do it. Do so, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have never been celibate. I don't know a single male friend. And is you know, quick little background about me yet again. I, you know, I live where I was born and raised, and so I have tons of professional friends as well as childhood friends, female and male. I have several female friends that I know and have gone through celibacy. I have on two occasions, nope, sorry, three occasions started dating someone where it was starting to get really serious who was celibate at the time. And my response to them, when we had that conversation, she's, you know, and they said, well, you know, I'm celibate, so blah, 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 but I want us to get more serious. I looked them straight in their face and said, I'm fine with that, but I didn't make that choice. I hope you don't expect me to be celibate, even if we're supposed to now be boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm. So, do ladies think that because they're celibate and then they do get into a committed relationship with someone or try to get into a committed relationship that they expect him to be 
celibate. Is that fair? I say absolutely. You can say <laughs> I told you I was going to bake this conversation, so I'm listening. I, no, I definitely don't that think that's fair. fair. No, that's not fair. No. That's I think it's something that you that's guys have to you have to agree. You have to agree on that, especially if you come in and she's already celibate. You know, if you, I don't know. I, you have to agree on that. I don't think you can force anybody into that. Well, whether you come in anything. or if she, well, it's worse if she declares that in the middle of y'all dating and you started out and she wasn't celibate. I'd be like, wait, wait a minute. What did I do? Like now I'm feeling a little, you know, I would feel some type of way. I mean, she should have been, it should have been full disclosure. It shouldn't have been six months into seeing each other. I mean, by, I'm thinking, me personally, if I was dating by month one, that's going to hit the table. We're going to talk about that because he's, oh, he's out of celibate. Well, maybe we'll just say day one. Yeah, one. It needs to be. It needs to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, week, week one, 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 I knew that. Yeah, week one, I knew that. Week one, I knew. I knew. I knew. And we and we all, we, we're still like friends today. Like, we're, we're on speaking terms. We just agreed that, you know, them being celibate and my not being celibate just wasn't going to work. And we could agree. I mean, that, what's the you know? end goal? Like, the end goal for her would have been the only way that she's going to come out of celibacy is to be married? Was that her end goal? Yeah, that's how it was expressed at the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think that's almost like um, you need to find somebody that's doing the same thing that you're doing, be celibate together, yeah. because it's not too many men you're going to run across that, that that's expressing that. Because I believe, and I could be wrong, when it comes to dating, men are exploring all different opportunities all the time. So you might be celibate, but he got somebody else who ain't. Yeah, I, well, I kind a, of believe that too. That's that's one of the many urban myths that women have about men. It's, it's a myth. Break it down, brother, please. No, it it really is. It really is. Um, I, just simply because we're dating does not mean, you know what. Let me phrase it differently. Simply because I have 10 options doesn't mean I'm taking them. But it's, okay. I, I always find it ironic that when you have these conversations with women in general and, and, and most women, that they assume that, well, we're dating, it's open. So, yeah, he's sleeping with a bunch of different people. But, you know, if you're dating someone who is, you know, even moderately motivated and committed in his work career, if he's even remotely in any way has a social circle or a family circle that he still, you know, communicates with or wants to have dinner with once a week or hang out with or whatever, whatever. And then he adds you to his life. You cannot have, take it from someone who tried to do it in his twenties. You can't have three, four, five women and have an active social life and have a very productive career and job. It ain't that many hours in the day. It ain't that many days in the week. We just can't pull it off. So I have Why not do you say that that's a, a myth, though? I hear people, I hear scenarios, and like I said, when it comes to relationships, especially if they're not married people, that mm-hmm. there's so many horrible things happening, and people find the time. <laughs> they find the time to do what they want to do. Yeah, but I mean, you know, sleeping around, uh, maybe I misunderstood your statement, right? Because mm-hmm. I understood I understood your statement as a person who's in a dating situation. And by the way, because I have dealt with this myself, I'm speaking whether female or male, mm-hmm. in a dating situation that they are also keeping 
two, three, four options on the other side. And that's not necessarily the case. Now, if a person is dating someone and, you know, if a female is dating a male or a male is dating a female, I'm not saying that they don't see someone else from time to time. They might meet someone and, you know, oh, this person seems interesting. They seem cool. A week go by, cut them off. They didn't really feel them. A couple of weeks go by with them just seeing the person they're dating regularly. And then they meet someone else that, yeah, of course that happens. Or people take opportunities or whatever, one night stands. Cause again, they're just dating, right? I'm not saying that people don't have, extra relationship affairs or external relationship affairs. What I'm saying is that the people who are doing that aren't doing that with the same like four and five little harem constantly all the time. You just don't have time for that. You know, a woman don't have the time to be managing three and four and five men on the outside. And the same thing with the app. Now some men think they can and they do it. I'm not saying there aren't exceptions to my rule and I'm not saying these things don't exist. I'm saying they're not as common as people think they are. I think that's an urban myth. I think it's more common. I think I always, in my mind, going in, I always feel like the guy is, you know, rotating. I do. I, I, I don't know why, but I do. I feel like they're dating multiple people, not necessarily sleeping with all of the people, but definitely seeing other people, always looking for the next best thing. He's exercising his options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That whole grass is always greener on the other side thing fits in here. Yeah, I can, well, off the top of my head, I can think of three women who do that. They're female friends of mine, but I can think it. of at least three women who do that. Yeah, that's what I, I, I do too. People do it. I yeah. think people do it because if the end goal is a relationship and one person's not giving you what you desire for a relationship, then you're looking and, and seeking other people. I think people do it. Now, some yeah. people are more savvy than the others. Some people have some, I mean, it, it'd be different if I never heard these stories that I wouldn't believe or buy into that urban myth, but I've heard stories. I don't know it to be true for myself in terms of, um, me juggling different people, but I've heard stories. I've lived a life. I believe the myth. Well, I think <laughs> dating, just like you know, everything's fair in love and war. People, people think they can, and why not exercise their options if they're dating and you know there hasn't been this exclusive commitment. Hey, you know, um, we're just dating. We're just kicking it and. Until we get into a committed relationship, I'm going to exercise those options. Not that I'm exercising them every weekend. You know, people, are, I don't think people are doing that every weekend, juggling people every weekend. But I do think, you know, if somebody shows up in the atmosphere, uh, okay, this is another option. Let's see where that's going to go. I think men and women do that. Exactly I remember saying, years yeah. ago, we had a friend, and he was dating this girl for like, nine, ten years, and we all knew this one person to be in his life. They eventually got married. They finally got married. Within a year of their marriage, he's leaving because he had another woman. Are you serious? I was so mad at him. Like, give me my gift back. Are you serious right now? Y'all were together for nine years. You couldn't figure out before you dragged her down the aisle that you were seeing somebody else? 
It was horrible. Horrible. Sometimes. Well, hopefully you and didn't like drag her down the aisle, Leslie. Oh, I was just going to say Hopefully it wasn't a drag. <laughs> hopefully she went willingly, and unfortunately it just didn't work out. That, to me, that's deception. Because you don't just date somebody for eight, nine, ten years, get married, and then within a year, like, oh, this isn't going to work for me. I'm in love with somebody else. You was always in love with somebody else. You was always doing yeah, something maybe on the once, side. Maybe, maybe, maybe once they were married and behind closed doors, things went down that you don't know what they didn't share. And were grounds for divorce. It may not be oh, he was always he was in love with somebody else and he married her. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot to that story. But I've, I've yeah. heard those stories before. It'd now, be different to, if that was the point, only time I heard that story. It'd be different. No, I was, I was just going to say, I, to, Leslie's point, to Leslie's point, I have heard that story many times. And I'm going to go back to, I personally think monogamy kills love. And I think people get married and they're like, what? We have to be monogamous with each other? Oh, no, I don't like mm-hmm. this. And then it all falls apart. Well, then they probably need to reevaluate the marriage vows because I think most people think marriage is synonymous with monogamy. That's a traditional view of marriage. Maybe we need to redefine marriage. Well, it's a, definitely a European view of marriage. Because what's the European view? Monogamy or not? Lots of middle, well, lots of Middle Eastern, Asian, and even African cultures allow multiple wives. So to say that traditional marriage is a monogamous thing is to say Western marriage, European marriage, is a traditional thing. Is one on one. Yeah, and that's that's where we are. I think most women. In the United States, when they're getting married and they're being dragged down the aisles, Leslie said, um, <laughs> they're thinking they're being, they're being dragged into monogamy. They do think yeah. that they, they, the expectation is, is that this is going to be a monogamous relationship. I do not disagree. I think I that that discussion doesn't happen. I don't know how you can manage outside of a monogamous relationship. That It would drive me nuts because I would always be wondering, who are you with and, and, and how's that going? I, I, I have that jealous thing going on. I would be jealous. That would drive me nuts. So, Randall, are you saying that most men, because I just said most women when they're going down the aisle are thinking monogamy, are you thinking that most men, when they're going down the aisle, they're not thinking monogamy? I would say half believe they sincerely believe themselves that they can be. And the other half are not really, they're like, they're doing it for whatever number of reasons, circumstances, being forced. They feel like they're being left out, which was mentioned before, that kind of stuff. They're just, they're doing it because society says, hey, you're supposed to be married by now and you're supposed to be doing X, Y, Z. But they're not doing it because they have decided this is the person I only want to sleep with for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why we have a 50% divorce rate. I do think people are walking down down the aisle with two totally different visions. The, the woman is walking down the aisle, oh, this is the man. When I get to this altar, this is the man I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. 
And then the man mm-hmm. walking down the aisle like, oh, my gosh, this is the woman that I have to sleep with the rest <laughs> of my life. Or can I do this? Am I going to? It's like a pep talk to the altar. Oh, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able to stay with this woman, the same woman the rest of my life? And I do think that's why there's a big divorce rate. I just, I don't know if men really think they can do it or even want to do it. You know what? But you know, you know what your statement implies? I just want to shed a little light on this. So your statement implies that at some point in the 80s or the 90s, when a divorce rate went in the tank, suddenly men were incapable of monogamy. That in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, most men went into marriages thinking, oh, I certainly want to be monogamous, and so marriage lasted longer. So we know a few things changed, right? We do know that in the 80s and 90s, um, rights for women got a lot better, especially getting out of bad marriages. So if they're in a marriage with a man and he is sleeping around or he's treating them bad or whatever, um, they, you know, it was easier to get out of marriages. So I think people always got together under the wrong terms, but because society made it easier or made the, the institution of marriage uh, less, I don't know, sanctimonious. So now people get in and out of it easier. But I think people have always gotten into marriage for the wrong reasons. Um, yeah, I, think, you know, the, I think society made it easier for uh, people to divorce. I think yeah. women became independent, whereas before mm-hmm. in the 30s, you couldn't leave your husband. You needed him for the income. You weren't working, and so you couldn't leave well, him. Nowadays, well, even if you were, though, even if you, were like, and you left, you were shunned in society. Right. So even if you right. were, if you if you were a wealthy family and you could leave, you had money on your side and you could leave. Divorcing your husband made you a bad person in society. Mm-hmm. So all of that yeah. changed, right? We don't we don't enforce that on women anymore. For a good, that's a good thing, by the way. I'm trying to say this is an FYI. Well, I think, I think people's moral principles. Mm-hmm. No, I said, as I think as morals get looser, it's okay to, you know, divorce is not shunned now. Um, being a single, um, have a young child out of wedlock, that's not shunned now. So everything is real, kind of just, you know, do mm-hmm. your yeah, own That's thing. the same thing I said. Morals and principles have changed, you know. Right, so is the the commitment still there? Is it or even necessary right now? The commitment of marriage. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that I think it's still there. I think that the dialogue has changed and will continue to change and evolve. Just like we said last week, where people are getting married and then they're looking at the the whole relationship and and there's a contract involved and maybe in five years they'll re- reassess. I think the conversation needs to happen. I, I don't think that people have good conversations sometimes before they get married. I mean, I'm starting to hear a lot of people my age, now they're headed for divorce or they're separated. Some things have broken down over the years and people are not communicating them well. But I think the younger people are starting to think about this marriage thing, like if we're going to do this, why are we doing it? And really having a discussion. I, and I shouldn't say just younger people. I heard a Frank, I heard a term over the weekend. I was listening to uh, Business Week, and there's a new term out there. It's called perennials, and those are people who 
just love life and are ever growing and you don't assign an age. So for people who love life, love relationships, <laughs> and you don't assign or somebody old made that one up. <laughs> right. Maybe thirty was the new twenty. Like, give me a break. Right, right. So we're the only flower that comes back every year. Yeah, okay. Right. 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 It is a problem that comes 30. back every year, but please believe you'll hear that term because people are marketing those people. So they're not trying right. to just segregate one generation. So back to what I was saying, when it comes to people having relationships and getting married, we, I, I say younger people talk, but people in general, if you're really wanting to walk into this relationship wholehearted, truthful, there needs to be better discussion going on. You can't just assume that that piece of paper is going to make anybody monogamous. So you need to have that discussion. What does this mean? What are we getting ready to do here? Because a lot of people don't talk, and that's when things start coming up, cropping up, and, and all of a sudden, this same person that was walking down the aisle having all kinds of regrets and doubts, now he, he or she is dating, dating while married. You know, a lot of stuff happens. Right. But people don't discuss yeah. it beforehand. Yeah, so I got two if things you had that introduce. Maybe marriage is not, maybe marriage for that, those two people may not be what they should be doing at that point. But a lot of people don't talk about it. And then when things start coming up, you had a great assumption that he was going to be good or she was going to be good. And then now all of a sudden, these people in this, this relationship that they didn't, you know, they weren't ready for anyway. Right. Randall, what were you saying before you have two things left? Uh, yeah, I mean, we only have nine minutes, and it's, this is this is going to be an interesting. So, when I, so I want to piggyback on one thing that Leslie said that, you know, I, I've had this philosophy for a long time, probably about a decade, and I have told many of my friends this. I always find it interesting that a marriage license is the only government-issued license that never has to be renewed. You can't get any other license from any government entity that once you get it once, you never have to renew it. You can't think of a single professional license, driver's license, fishing license. There is no other license but a marriage license. They should expire and people should have to reassess. People should have to be able to walk away or say, you know what? Yeah, let's if, if the same people that get all the other licenses have to renew because they may have changed their mind or they have lost their skills or they have to be retrained. Yeah, they have to get the yeah. right. so I need to go. Look, I'm going to need y'all to prove that y'all went to counseling. Y'all done talked right. about some stuff or y'all have settled X, Y, Z. And then someone can refer for you to get rid of renewal or they won't sign off on it. And you can't have a new marriage license. Have a nice life because y'all ain't really getting this done and it's hurting society. Interesting. <laughs> That's one. And two. I don't know how many women I, are going to be down for that, but interesting. What's the other one? Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's never a good seller at, at dinner parties and movie nights. Trust me. People are like ready to chop my head off. The young people are on board with that. The young, the millennials, not the perennials, the millennials are on board with that. They are on board with the new marriage contract. That's what you want. Your contract. And they signed right. it for five years. I, I think the, that's the only part that I, I think is debatable and should be heavily debated is what is the timeline? What is a healthy timeline? But other than that, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think whether or not a marriage license should expire is debatable. In, in the current culture, in the current set of morals, the current set of 
you know, women are much more encouraged to experience life, live life, be open with their sexuality, do whatever, not be judged, no slut shaming, you know, all of that stuff. So in this current society, um, we should have an opportunity for the man to say, well, look, you know, she's a little bit too wild and I want to get out of here because we, we always act like those things don't happen. But a lot of marriages fall apart because of that. So, you know, I think we're just at a place where we should, probably should be evaluating should marriages, marriage licenses expire, whether that's 10 years, seven years, five, two, three. I don't know. I think that's the point of debate. But so maybe when you get your original license, you should check a box of when you think you're going to be ready to renew. Maybe there should be options like Whatever, that. Yeah, maybe that's something the couple decides, right. You decide that as a couple right. before you get married, you're going to come back and do your renewal. And a lot of people that are in it to win it for life, the renewal process will be simple. It'll be easy. It'll be checked. But the ones that it'll are fighting like and biting each other's right. The ones that are fighting and biting each other's heads off is what? Can I renew online. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it hard. As long as you have your that your relationship is doing well, you can renew online. Not everybody is going to be eligible for online renewal. We'll create an app to start the process at least. (laughs) You know, that's something we might want to do because there could be money in that. You know, apps are big nowadays. Apps are big. Yeah. Oh, man, tonight was fun. Tonight was a lot of fun. I got to say a few things, so I'm going to start wrapping up here. We're looking for sponsors, just so you know. Anybody out there that wants to sponsor us, give us a call or go to IBNX.com. That's IBNXradio.com. You can look us up there and uh, find out sponsor packages. Anybody that wants to advertise, the same thing, IBNXradio.com. This is Tracy J. Hines, author of Love Addiction, which is a book of love poems. My book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. The e-reader is three ninety nine, and the paperback is ten ninety nine. Um, Leslie, Terry, Randolph, you have any closing comments you'd like to give anybody? No, I had a fabulous evening. Thank you so very much, and um, looking forward to talking again. All right. You know, after after everything that was said. I just hope that everybody does find that one person in their life that they can love and spend the rest of their lives with. Uh, Marriage is a lot of work, but it is definitely worth the struggle. So just hope everybody finds that special person for them. The only thing I have to say is consider what you bring to the table, reevaluate, and be honest to yourself. If you're not honest to yourself, it shows up. Me, as a single woman, there are many options. Review your options. Don't settle. Know what you want going in. Know what you're looking for and communicate that from the very beginning so you don't wind up wasting your time or anybody else's time. This is Love Talk. Love Talk for everyday people. We are live every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can log on to my website, T-R-A-C-I-J-H-I-N-D-S.com, and you can see previous shows. You can listen there, or you can go to SoundCloud and search Love Talk, and you'll find our shows there as well. Uh, Have a good night, everybody. This is Love Talk. Love Talk for everyday people. 